0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we're going to be talking about the idea of toxic workplaces and um, what can really be meant by that and what can underlie some of people's reliance on that term. Uh, Before we get into that, I want to tell you to subscribe. The most recent subscriber-only episode was on on a similar topic of work, but it was about how some stay-at-home moms can actually start to feel less depressed if they return to work. So um, if that is resonant to you, uh, please do subscribe to hear that. And of course, one of my many, many other subscriber-only episodes will, I'm sure, resonate with you, even if that one doesn't. So um, toxicity is massively overused today. I'll only use it to say toxic relationship, Uh, this idea of a toxic person. I'm not sure how that's like allowed to be said anymore you're barely allowed to say anything bad about anybody (laughs) but um but apparently certain people can still be called toxic i predict that'll be on its way out fairly soon um but but either way i i I don't really and by a toxic relationship, of course, I mean one in which two people are acting crazy, (laughs) you know, like a pursuer distancer dynamic where one is screaming at the other and the other one's telling the other that they're a lunatic. Like that's a toxic relationship, but neither person is toxic. Similar to a workplace. So you cannot have an entirely toxic workplace. There can be people you don't get along with, and you could be also so there's gonna be a combination usually of two things for people that are that are frequently talking about toxic. Toxic workplaces. Usually, what that means is I am a sensitive person, and I'm not getting along with a certain person who triggers me. And frequently, I don't get along with other people who trigger me in the same way. Um, So obviously, nobody's thinking that. They're thinking, oh, toxic, toxic workplace. This is what you know. I'm told to think, so this is what I'm going to think. But um, and that too is subconscious. But the point is that you need to go a little bit deeper if you or your partner is always complaining about toxic workplaces and think about why. Why? Uh, as I said, so so there's usually a sort of person that gets into this situation which is a very rejection sensitive person and as you know from listening to my podcast hopefully atypical depression is the type of depression most common in women it is not atypical at all and one of its hallmark symptoms is rejection sensitivity others are eating too much sleeping too much feeling um, leaden paralysis in your arms and legs and a temporary mood lift in response to positive events but uh, rejection sensitivity is a big one and rejection sensitivity happens because a you could be depressed or b you uh, grew up in a home where there was a lot of negativity and you became and you were either uh targeted and criticized a lot or you were the quote good kid but you saw other people get judged and criticized constantly and so you became terrified of it so usually what happens in the quote toxic workplace is you get a person who's kind of a people pleaser who does not have good boundary setting skills because they were raised in a dysfunctional family combined with um, a more rough or abrasive boss or coworkers, And sometimes when the person's very depressed and very sensitive, these can just be kind of normal people that just say shit, you know, and they just say what's on their mind. And this is so upsetting to the very sensitive person that they conclude that the workplace is toxic. And it, again I, I really want people to interrogate the entire idea of a toxic certainly toxic person or a toxic workplace because there is no such thing like there's no like actual like blood test for this there's no air quality test for this this is going to be a, a perception issue so on, on a positive note whenever something is a perception issue it means that you have the possibility and the freedom to reframe it what's interesting is a lot of people that talk about toxic workplaces are people that are ambivalent about work. So frequently, um, these are people who repeatedly leave their jobs, but don't have much uh, consequence for doing so. So they're always ambivalent about work because, for example, uh, it's a woman who is conflicted about whether she really wants to go back to work, let's say, after being home with kids. And so if, and I'm not saying this is on purpose, it's really never on purpose, but if the, to- if the workplace is toxic enough, she gets to not work anymore. And so, and there's no consequence because the guy's income is providing. Otherwise, she would have had to be working all along, you know. So there, there's a big correlation that I see in my practice between the, um, the non-necessity of somebody working and how quickly they conclude that a workplace is toxic. Because if you have to work, <laughs> then uh, you you can't really conclude that. Or if you do, you have to find another job before you leave because otherwise your family will starve. So if you're not in that situation, it almost gives you too much leeway to uh, not deeply interrogate whether this is a you issue or a, quote, toxic workplace issue. So, the same sort of people that find themselves in toxic workplaces frequently are people that also find themselves having trouble with other, other people in their lives. So, friends are not usually sensitive and kind enough. Certainly, the spouse is not sensitive and kind enough. Uh, or their their um, parents and their, and, and I believe 100% their parents aren't. <laughs> because what's at the root of all of this is family of origin issues. So, their parents are the ultimate assholes, of course they had their own problems, they had their own upbringing problems, I'm sure, as people always do in this situation. But their parents were the original people that made them think that that, that judgment is so important, that like what people think of you matters so much. And that of the idea, the overemphasis on what people think of you, and becoming extremely upset if somebody acts like they don't like you—that is a hallmark of an adult child of a dysfunctional family, and um, it is—it's something that the person needs to work on. So instead of ironically, getting offended, you know, by by this podcast and saying, no, no, all of my workplaces really have been toxic. Um, It it would be interesting to say, did I grow up in a really dysfunctional childhood where at least one of my parents was always judging, criticizing, and shaming, possibly not me, but either others outside the family or – likely people within the family that were either me or not me such that I grew up thinking that it is the worst thing in the world to be shamed and to be criticized and that that is lurking everywhere and people are not genuinely nice I see this frequently in a lot of children who grew up with narcissistic parents so the parent was always putting other people down and shitting all over them and judging them then the child grows up thinking like that that Everybody's like this, and then they see judgment and criticism everywhere, even when it's not there. So, like a boss with a harsh style, and you're going to be particularly, of course, triggered by a boss who reminds you of a parent. So, if they have narcissistic traits, then you will be particularly triggered. But while other people can say, Oh, boss is an asshole, you know, and I guess uh, it's not a great job I'm in, but I guess I got to stay in it and maybe I'll look for another one, you know. Um, but, you know, after all, boss does act like an asshole to everybody. So, I guess. guess I could keep my head down and I can try to think of it differently. It's a boss's problem, probably not my problem, etc. This highly sensitive person that grew up in a dysfunctional, invalidating environment cannot do that and instead sees the boss as the oppressor and as the perpetrator, and it becomes this very black and white, um, you know, victim-perpetrator dynamic where it's good against evil, etc., etc. And this sort of ideology is learned at home, and it's very hard to escape from, such that when anybody criticizes you or says anything negative to you, especially because you're trying always so hard, like the duck paddling under the surface furiously with its feet, um, you're always trying so hard to avoid any kind of censure that when you receive even slight criticism, it comes like a huge blow. And if you struggle with any symptoms of depression, this will feel like physical pain. And at that point, you try to self-soothe and a good way to do so in our current environment is to conclude that it's a toxic workplace, which is kind of a good subconscious framing and one that you can easily share with friends and everybody will give you a lot of sympathy and empathy. But what does it prevent you from doing taking this intellectual shortcut? It prevents you from understanding on a deep level why this is always, quote, happening to you, you know, and why you, for example, haven't looked for another job and and no, no job ever seems very good and there's always an issue with at least one person in every work environment and on, if you're honest with yourself, more people than just that and why in, in an interaction with a superior, let's say, or even a coworker, that is rude, it's so hard for you to just shake it off and just be like, oh, well, guess that person's having a bad day and instead you take it like a knife to the heart. All of that stuff for your self-growth is really the essential stuff to focus on is why do I take things so hard, you know, and I've discussed this a lot in terms of when you grow up with a self-absorbed parent, you try to please them all the time, and you get good at it. Eventually, you get kind of good at it, and you get to avoid some of their worst, um, you know, harangues and tirades, or you don't. And that, of course, is, is, is very upsetting as well. And either way, you become extremely hypervigilant for any sort of critique. And when anything happens in the workplace that seems like somebody is falsely accusing you of something or not understanding how much work you put in or misunderstanding you or, or directly saying that a work object that you created isn't good, it's it's it feels like a physical blow. You take it as a personal attack. And uh, and now another workplace falls into the toxic workplace bucket. So if this speaks to you, what do I recommend? Or if this sounds like your partner, what do I recommend? I recommend therapy. I mean, I rec- i I recommend working on acknowledging that your sensitivity is derived from early life experiences that have to be processed and worked through before you can have a clear objective lens through which you view other people in your life, including people in the workplace. Otherwise, you're just reenacting the same toxicity that was truly endemic to your family of origin, and you are complicit in recreating it in the workplace. Because when, let's say, your boss says to you, hey, that, that thing was pretty bad, you know, that you did, that let's say you spent hours on doing, instead of saying to yourself, hey, maybe it was, maybe that's her opinion, maybe she pays my bills, so I should, uh, you know, change it. <laughs> and maybe I could bitch about her to somebody else, but, you know, shit happens during a work day. Instead of that, why you feel like it is a personal knife in the heart and this person will never be pleased and this person doesn't understand you and this person, this person, this person, this person. I will swear to you that the things that you say about this person that is so difficult to deal with are going to be almost replicas of how you feel about uh, somebody very important in your family of origin, the person who was difficult to deal with. That is who the difficult person in the workplace is triggering. And if it's the entire workplace, then guess what that replicates? Guess why you're so triggered? Your family. If your family was a place where you had to walk on eggshells and never felt comfortable Understood or recognized, then anything that replicates a family, by the way, including your own family right now, including you may have other, I mean, there's very few people that also do not project onto a partner especially because partner is not perfect, you know, neither is the boss, by the way. These people all have their issues. But when you overly project on them that they're similar to um, a self-absorbed or uh, directly uh, selfish or dysfunctional parent, when you think of them as that person without knowing that that's what you're doing, that's when you stop thinking clearly and you go on autopilot, you go into fight or flight, just like when you were a kid in a neglectful, abusive or crazy making house. So the toxic workplace is always going to remind you on a core, deep level, if interrogated, about your family life. And otherwise, it wouldn't, like, it's just like my podcast, like, we hate people, like, why do we hate certain people? Because it's a part of ourselves that we don't allow to come out. And it's the same thing, whenever we hate you know like a workplace like wh- why like there's always a core reason that has to do with the early life otherwise you would just be like this place is fucking crazy man you know like a, like a weird thing like i go to work it's nuts like these people want things i don't know what to do but i'm sure like i'll i'll like figure it out eventually people are so damn weird but like you wouldn't have this like core visceral personal reaction to it a core visceral personal reaction is always due to the uh, um, Uh, event or the person triggering early memories of something that was cataclysmic in your development as a human, which is going to be the early life experiences. So um, if this sounds like you or like things that you struggle with, this could be a new way to open your mind to why do I get into these sorts of, whether they're toxic friendships, toxic workplace, toxic marriage, uh, whatever, you know, because I have not fully worked through my early life experiences in a truly, actually toxic home because the adults in my home growing up were unable to control themselves, no fault of their own, you know, I mean, I'm sure they grew up even crazier. But um, they couldn't. And it wasn't good for me. It wasn't a good mix with my natural, being a highly sensitive kid, probably. And, um, you know, that's what I got to work through in order to move more freely and confidently through the world and take fewer things as personal attacks, which will help you in myriad regards, including obviously marriage, friendship, work, everything. All right, um, hopefully that was useful to you guys. Please do subscribe and uh, join my Facebook group. You get a lot of interaction with me there. And I'll talk to you all soon. Have a great day.